It was the filter. It was like gross. <clears throat> I thought you legit farted. You never know. You spin my head right round, right round. When you go down, when you go down, down. <laughs> Gross. Stacy's mom has got it going on. Stacy's mom is dead, actually. <laughs> yeah, she actually died. Oh my god. You're all a beautiful girl. That's why it'll never work. You had me suicidal, suicidal when they say it's over. Did we just hit the wall? She never had it all. Oh my god. I'm not a perfect person. As many things I wish I didn't do. I found a reason for me. <laughs> I was hanging with the fellas, saw you with your new girlfriend that made me jealous. I was hoping that I'd never see you with him, but it's all good because I'm glad that I met him. Whoa, I remember you told me. Oh my god. That's no face, Kevin. It's Friday night, and I just got laid. <laughs> Everybody's gonna find Here we go. Yes, 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 here we go. Winsink has got the flow. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. And now, and now tonight's presentation. Chicks. I'm Sheridan and I'm Chelsea and for the second time <laughs> for us we will be reviewing Hereditary from 2018. Reliving it. Reliving the dream. Discovering what we never thought was possible. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just talk like that the whole episode? Yeah. Guys, uh, we are so sorry this episode is coming out late. Um, we, guys, we recorded like 101, yeah, 101, 101 minutes, minutes. Jinx. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> of just like of magic and Chelsea's computer just yeah. froze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The system crashed and when we looked for a backup, there was none. There was no backup, unfortunately. So we were like... Okay, <laughs> um, but that's okay because we're back. Yeah, we're, it's better than ever. Better, better, better. <laughs> you were joining no, us. We were. Okay, let me guys. Guys, <laughs> I want to say though that I'm glad we are doing this a second time because we were actually talking about it, and I think that this one will be better because yeah. we were a little bit annoying. We were so annoying to each other. <laughs> we were like sisters. <laughs> Uh, okay, but guys, this is our last episode of season three. You guys, this ties up 30, 
30, 30 freaking episodes. episodes of Flick Chicks. Guys, that is all thanks to you guys and your, like, incredible support. We love yeah. you. We love you all. Um, thanks I for, I thanks for listening. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, thank you. And thanks, <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you. Oh uh, no, I was I was sitting down with my dad before I before I got over here, and I was reading him the reviews that we yeah. got on the podcast, and he was like, "That you got that's you guys, you guys are getting that much attention." And I'm like, you know, we're humble about it because we're we're just here having fun. You guys are literally supposed to be sitting in the same room with us yeah. and bullshitting, talking, fucking. Talking about movies. Talking dude, about movies. Love. Talking about horror, man. Yeah, dude. And, like, I can't wait for for season four. It's going to be great. Um, we're going to take a three-week break. <clears throat> um, we're going to be back on February 17th. February 17th. Uh, let me just confirm that, actually, because that kind of sounds like I pulled it out of my butt. No, dude. You're uh, No, I'm right. F- Monday, February, February 17th. 17th. That will be season four. Chill. Um... We, we need a break, for mm-hmm. sure. A lot of transition happening. For Chelsea, a lot of, like... Transition for me, actually, because uh, of work. You know, I'm, I'm full-time now for the first time in, like, months. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I'm... We're both, like, kind of trying to find our way here, so... Just so like take a school little, of fish. Yeah, we'll take a little break. Um, we're gonna get a, a list going of movies that you guys have suggested to us and we're gonna get these reviews out because uh hereditary is like our number one requested review um mm-hmm. so i really wanted to get that out to you guys as quick as as quickly as we could so and it's been like a long enough time now to where like we can spoil it and we won't get hate for it so <laughs> yeah bring the hate though i'll take it yeah i'll take it uh but yeah so obviously if you haven't seen this movie we're gonna talk about the whole entire shebang so Shabong. Get ready for it. Get ready. But what, how is, how was your week? Uh, my week was pretty solid. Um, I did a lot of soul searching and job yeah. searching and <laughs> everything. Uh, and that's was, proven fruitful. Yeah. So. It has. Everything. I'm excited. I feel full circle. I feel yeah. like everything's about to come to a head in a really good way. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about dick. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, dude? It's been really good. Uh, being full time is, is like a good feeling. Because now I know that I can, like, okay, I can, like, support my family now without, yeah. like, <laughs> worrying too much about it. Like, it's it's been a pretty scary, like, couple months, I'm not going to lie. So, yeah. but now I, like, have a little more security, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of, again, yeah. looking ahead to 2020 with optimism. Mm-hmm. Um, with arms wide open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm, uh, I was a little disappointed in the Oscar nominations list. I'm not going to lie, but I'm really happy to see that. uh, I will say that, that uh, Parasite has been nominated for a lot of Oscars and that's the first time that like rarely ever happens in horror. So cheers to you, Parasite. I still haven't seen it. I really want to. I haven't either. Um, but I hear it's it's the scariest. Really? Like I, I hear that it's really crazy. Hmm. So um, I really want to see it. Congratulations Same. to that movie. Um, but yeah, my week has been pretty good. Uh, I'm excited to get into it. I thought that I would not be excited because, as you all know, this movie is, like, heavy shit. It's not It's not escapism horror. It no. is, like, real-life shit. I mean, obviously it gets into, like, mystical, like, demons and stuff, and that's... But, like, 
this is a very real family mm-hmm. going through some really real shit. <clears throat> and it's hard to watch. So very I was like at at first when the recording didn't work, I was like we're going to have to go through this again. Like, uh, but I'm actually excited because, <clears throat> you know, we had a day to, to chill out and I really got to thinking about this movie and I went back and I watched some videos and I read other reviews and stuff and like really got to do, I just considered it one more day of, of research that I could do to make it better. So hopefully that's the case. Do you want to get into it? Yeah, dude. Let's do it. Okay. Deets. Deets. So this, uh, Hereditary was... The first feature film written and directed by Ari Aster, who is just, like, changing the game in horror right now. He's like, <clears throat> I will pretty much watch anything he, put, he like, puts his name on. Uh, I, he obviously written and he wrote and directed um, Midsummer as well, which just came out a few months ago. And if you guys haven't, I highly recommend that you watch his short films from college from his college days they are so scary and so creepy and like so messed up and and he really has like he's really just has his own style that I've just I've never seen before like his, the way that he handles horror is is so different from anything that I've seen and like I agree and I did want to add like between midsummer and uh, hereditary <clears throat> I found myself feeling so much more afraid watching Hereditary. Yeah. Uh, Midsummer is a really, like, look within your... I, we'll, we'll go into it on a later episode, but what I wanted to say is it really makes you look internally and fear the one within sometimes. Yeah, totally. Whereas Hereditary had me, like... I, I didn't want to look. It was my first time watching it. It was me, Sheridan. Yeah. My friend Ashley came over, and I it, we got to a part... And I looked at Sheridan, and I was like, oh, it's going to be like this. Yep. It's going to be like this. Yep. And I had literally had to curl my feet up under me on the couch and then, like, cover up with a blanket. But, yeah, they were, like, hiding behind their blanket. I had seen this movie a couple times in the theater. I had to go back and see it two or three times in the theater because I was just so, like, astounded yeah. by what I saw. And it was, it really was, like, chilling down to the core. It reminded me of the first time I saw The Shining. Mm-hmm. And I was and like... The first time I saw The Exorcist. Yeah. And, I, and I swear... Okay, so, like, this movie is a combination of Rosemary's Baby, The Shining, and The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that just truly disturbing uh, horror that has to do with family and, like, what that means. And, you know, your family is not always going to be there for you. Your family can go crazy and kill you. Right. <laughs> and, like... And it's just... It, that, to me, is is the scariest part of all of those movies Mm -hmm. is the fact, you know, this person who, you know, you, you trust your mom. I trust my mom more than any person in the world. Like Mm -hmm. I know my mom has my fucking back. Like she's, she will always be there for me and she will always like, you know, protect me. But like, you know, if, if she became a zombie or like if she just, you know, we stayed up at a mountain lodge for three months and she went insane. Like, you don't know. They're people, dude. Yeah. Like, they're just people um, who are, who could, like, turn on you. At any moment. <clears throat> yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing, too, about, like, mental illness. Like, it can, yeah. hit, it can hit you. You can have a traumatic event and, like, your brain just snaps. So the human yeah. mind is really <clears throat> The human mind can be incredible. a very fragile thing. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I just love how Ari Aster explores all that in in all of, in everything he does. So, 
It was written and directed by Ari Aster, of course, and it stars uh, Tony Collette, um, Gabriel Byrne, and uh, what is Peter's name? Alex Wolf, and Millie Shapiro as Charlie, and of course we have Anne Dowd playing Joan, uh, our Aunt Lydia from oh. *Handmaid's Tale*. If you guys haven't seen <clears throat> *Handmaid's Tale* uh, or read the books, I highly suggest it. I've yeah. heard people who have both seen both or read the book only and mm. da, 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 but the the show is really crazy yeah um, and and really makes you think about aunt lydia humanity. is like one of the most abusive just one of the most evil characters you want so badly to see the good in her but uh, yeah just, you do like at the end of the day it's like because uh, when you, you just look can't. like when you look because you know the later seasons kind of go into her past uh-huh. and you kind of you, you see like where things went wrong and you're like yeah. oh like if you could, if you just want to turn right, yeah, but, you turn left, and Lydia. Yeah, um, but anyway, yeah. So Anne Dowd is great mm-hmm. in this movie too. She kind of plays a similar role in this movie, where like you want her to be mm-hmm. the beacon of light you that you think she is. Yeah, but she just can't. Yeah, you 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 know when when she first appears, she's kind of this like oh like I'm here to help you, and yeah, she's just like she's, she's kind of relieving while you're watching the movie because up to that point everything has been bleak and horrible and awful, and here comes this Joan who's this like grandma like bake you cookies on a Sunday kind of lady, and yeah. Anyway, we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> but yeah, so like, and out is great. This whole cast is fucking phenomenal. Oh like, dude, guys, I will never forget that Hereditary was not nominated for. Any Oscar. Any. Like, what the fuck? Was Midsommar? No. That's, bu- that's... It's bizarre. Yeah. And it's stupid. Yeah. Guys, like, for Tony Collette to not even be recognized is incredible to me. No, people really turn their heads for the, some reason. The little girl, Millie Shapiro, was on Broadway once before doing this movie. That's insane. Like... Are you fucking kidding me? So, no one... I mean, it wasn't nominated for for any of the big five, which I think it could have easily won. Yeah. It could have won for production design. It could have won for any number of mm-hmm. of awards. But it just... It's just like, oh my god, I was totally overlooked. And I'll never forget it. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm so angry about it. Um, <clears throat> because, I mean, that's the ultimate snub to me. Because this movie deserves all of it. Ari Aster, you're, you're the best director in my heart. Aww. So anyway, um, I think that's it as far as deets. Um, it was produced by A24, uh, studios, which I will go see like any of those movies. They've done like any good horror movie that you've heard of the past like 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's A24. <laughs> um, so that already like has, you know, has my heart. Uh, we begin our movie with an obituary, actually, for um, Ellen Lee, who is, we find out through the obituary that she leaves behind a daughter, a son-in-law, and two grandkids, and she's being buried at blah 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 this place. Uh, and then we fade to black and we open on, um, we're like inside of a house looking out of a window at a tree house that's like across the way. And then we pan into the room and it's like a workshop and all these like, they look like, they almost look like dollhouses. Um, we'll learn later that they're miniatures, but they look like dollhouses. And um, it zooms into one of the rooms and it becomes Peter's room. Um, in present 
Yeah, yeah. which is a really cr- it's it <clears throat> it'll do this a lot. It'll kind of uh, go from being inside of a miniature in a house to being in the full size house yeah. and vice versa, and like it starts to get really disorienting. Um, the sets start to look like miniatures by the end, and it's really um, it's really unnerving. Right. <laughs> so we. We zoom in on this room, and it's Peter in bed, and, and uh, Steve, the father, comes in, and he's waking him up because they're going to Grandma's funeral, um, who is, of course, this Ellen Lee person. Uh, he, they can't, he can't find the, uh, the other kid, the daughter, so he goes up to the treehouse, and we learn that she's been there all night. And I think even just from that first scene, I can tell that, like, this little girl's taking it the worst. Yeah. Something's wrong. Yeah, she That's looks... You know, she looks like shit. <laughs> so, um, they all go to this funeral, um, for Ellen Lee. And the picture at the funeral is so creepy. Yeah. For some reason, like, she... It, it's very stoic and she's standing there and she's looking, but, like, it's a very... It's like that Empty. stare, it's like that stare in the ring. Yeah. When that lady is brushing her hair and she stares back at you. It's yeah. just this blank, creepy stare. Menacing, like, we, it's just <clears throat> really strange. And, um, and Annie, played by Toni Collette, uh, gives the eulogy at, at her mother's funeral and... It's so detached. It's really, she mentions, um, first of all, she mentions how many new faces she sees at this funeral. Um, she's Which like, is I, so creepy. I know. Is, wouldn't that be weird to go to your mom's funeral and like not know you've never anyone seen any there? Of people. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, because you. Number one, yeah, totally weird. Number two, the fuck, mom. Yeah. What the S- fuck were you into, you swinging bitch? Right. Like, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so she's like, she's delivering this eulogy, and it and paints this picture of kind of an estranged relationship. Um, she mentions that her mom was very secretive. And she mentions, too, that she had secret rituals. Yeah. She said rituals specifically. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's kind of a, yeah, it's weirdly detached, uh, kind of a eulogy. So it's, and it, it's, so it's already comfortable. And then you, uncomfortable. And then you have Charlie, like, drawing in her sketchbook, and she's drawing her mom. Yeah. And... She's eating this chocolate bar. And, and, like, again, you kind of get the feeling that something is off with this little kid. Yeah. Like, I mean, okay, it could be she's, you know, she's grieving her grandmother. Like, I get it. But I don't know. It's wacky, dude. It, it is. And we'll get we'll, we'll get into why I think that is anyway in, in a little bit. Um, so after the, the funeral later that night, Annie goes up to Charlie's room to tuck her into bed, and she sees that Charlie has been drawing Grandma, like, in her grave. Yeah. Or, like, is, no, in the coffin. In I'm the sorry. coffin. Yeah, in the coffin. Which is so fucking creepy. It, well, it is really creepy. Um, oh! Oh, dude! And at the funeral, her mother's oh. coffin is open, and some stranger yes. walks up to the woman and, like, whispers something and touches her lips or some. It was yeah. something like that. And, and also, it, also that guy was staring at Charlie. Yeah, at the, the whole time there was a, someone was staring at the kid, smiling. Yeah, uh, smiling a very creepy smile. It was terrifying. So me. keep that in the back of your mind. Oh, and also we learn at the funeral that Charlie has a peanut allergy. Mm-hmm. Um, she is eating a chocolate bar, and they Tony Collette runs up and she's like, 
that doesn't have nuts in it, does it? Like, we don't have the EpiPen. So she has, you know, I wrote, I like, when I first saw this, I noted immediately, I was like, oh my God, she has a peanut allergy. Like, I have to remember that. Um, So when they go home later that night, uh, Annie finds these, like we said, these weird drawings of, of grandma in the grave, in the coffin, sorry. And Charlie mentions that she's scared that there's going to be no one to take care of her now that grandma's gone. Which is weird. Yeah. And, and Annie's like, well, what are you, like, I'm here. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm going to take care of you. And she's like, well, what about when you die? And it, it's, it's a weird conversation. Yeah. And I, and Annie mentions that, you know, she was grandma's favorite and like, oh, you know, grandma always wanted to feed you. She would never let me feed you and blah, blah, blah. So we can kind of, she's painting this picture of grandma, like just doting all over Charlie. And, and I think that maybe was like spoiled by Charlie or maybe even like, raised by her a little bit yeah and at that point charlie's like well grandma wanted me to be a boy yeah grandma wanted me to be a boy she mentions that too and And that's that's, fucking weird yeah it's a really again this dialogue all of this dialogue is very uncomfortable it's it's kind of un it's like even unnatural maybe and like it's just it It, doesn't make you feel good it made me feel like annie doesn't know her her daughter that well yeah like grandma really did take a lot of time from her. Yeah, I mean, she mentions later that she felt like Grandma had, she specifically said, like, she hooked, had her hooks in her daughter. Yeah. So, like, ooh, yeah. What the fuck is that? So, uh, and then after that, so she tucks in Charlie and, and goes to her workshop and starts to go through her mom's things, and she finds a letter. I forgot to mention this the, yesterday. She finds a letter to, to, to Annie from her mom that was, like, you know, forgive me for all the secrets I kept from you, like, our sacrifices will be worth it in the end, like, our, you know, whatever. So, like, it's it's this whole thing about your sacrifice will be rewarded in the end, and, like, yeah. all of our hard work will pay off or whatever. And it's kind of like, okay. Yeah. And, like, obviously that doesn't make any sense now. Mm-hmm. So she, she kind of just absentmindedly puts the letter away. And before she starts actually looking in her stuff, she decides, like, nope, this is too much for me. Like, I can't. And she turns off the light in the workshop. And here's something. And then we, and then we see, uh, we see grandma in a dark corner. Isn't she, is she naked or mm-hmm. no? She's naked in the fucking corner. And, and it's such a and dark corner. And you have to, you have to like, it stays on that shot for a long time. So you have time to see it. But once you do, you can't. You can't not see it. That's the point. When I, I threw the sheet up, I was like, this is how it's going to be. Yeah, I had to yeah. get pumped up, dude, because I knew I was going to be fucking terrified it, by the end of this movie. And, oh my gosh. so I mean, My butthole has never been so clenched tighter. It's It starts like that, dude. Like, it does not let up after this. So, like, she no. turns the light back on. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go. So she turns I'm the light back on and, and she's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Grandma's gone. And, uh... She looks over at a part of one of her dioramas and she turns it around and it's, it's grandma with her titty out, like trying to suckle Charlie, yeah. like trying to take Charlie away from mom. Mm-hmm. And like, so she's like building these, like, she's miniatures. making these miniatures of these kind of traumatic events. Yeah. Events in her life. For sure. Um, it seems like every time someone dies, she kind of has to go through this grieving process of, like, making the thing and, like, mm-hmm. 
I, obsessing over it a little. It's really crazy. And the, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, this yeah. is going to be messed up. Yeah, like, and that's like, what she meant by grandma always wanted to feed you. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. Once she turns that around and we get a glimpse of that, she you see her, um, all, all of a sudden it pans to, like, her getting ready for bed. Right. And this was the point where it started, the music. Mm-hmm. What I thought was going to was gonna be, like, a crazy, like, dance song, it wasn't. It's just this low bass that's literally, Sheridan pointed out, sounds like the, the beat of a heart. Yeah, it sounds, not, yeah. Yeah. It sounds beat, like her pulse. The beat of her heart, yeah. yeah. And, and pulse, and, like... This bothered me so much. I was really high, which didn't help. <laughs> but hearing that sound and watching it was easily like over 10, 10, 15 minutes of just hearing that noise. Yeah. That is genius. Yeah. I'm sorry, but sound is a psychological fuck sometimes. And, and this, it got me. And this soundtrack is insane. Yeah. Like, it's so weird and creepy with the, with the pulsing, like, heartbeat stuff and then there's there's also a lot of like stranger things-esque like edm in yeah. there and like it's weird it, as fuck dude, dude it makes me think of like a dance hall that's like below ground in some kind of weird thing and everybody's dressed up like goth well you remember the the, the theme sweat. of the movie at the very end it's like wah, wah, yeah wah, wah, wah. <laughs> like it's so weird <laughs> um yeah, this the soundtrack is a whole different is like a whole other beast. Um so she just so Annie just goes to bed. She's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I scared myself. I thought I saw something in the in the workshop and blah blah blah." Um and that's when I'm like, "Okay, psycho bitch." Um so now we're at school and we're uh seeing Charlie in class and the rest of the kids are taking a test and she is like building a weird little weird. toy. Okay, I was a little robot. I was listening to uh, a like a podcast episode about this, about this movie, and they pointed out that birds do that. They take like pieces of trash and they like make, they like make stuff with it. And birds are like a big thing in this movie. There's like a lot of bird imagery in this movie. So like, I don't know why exactly, but birds do that. They'll take little things and they'll just they'll fiddle with them and make bullshit. Yeah. So like. Anyway, so she's sitting there with her, like, Altoids can and wire, like, building a little thing. And the teacher tells her... And this is what I, this is what I told you before. The teacher tells her to stop and yeah. to, like, take the test. And as, she, as soon as she says that, as soon as she stops Charlie from doing her thing, she, like, has this look on her face. And then, and then all of a sudden a bird flies into the window and kills itself. Mm-hmm. So did Charlie do that? Or was it the lady outside who we see a little bit later who's, like, waving at her? Who, what the, what? Something. I don't know. Guys, I've seen this movie like four or five times now and I, there, I still have questions. Yeah. I still have questions. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the bird flies into the window and kills itself. And later when Charlie Mm -hmm. leaves school, she finds, uh, where the bird landed and she takes a pair of scissors, cuts that bird's head right off. And it's really gross and you see all of it. And then she puts the, she puts it in her pocket. <laughs> Cut the head it's off the back. Real put gross. the head in your pocket. Uh, um, it's a, it's a healthy, um. Oh, it's a tome. And tome. then, so she puts the bird head in her pocket and then she turns around and sees a lady just like standing across the street staring at her. 
and she starts to wave at her and you can't really but this is so genius though you can't you can only see like a quarter of her face mm-hmm. so it's it's almost like is that grandma mm-hmm. like is the, who is that is that but we don't we don't know i don't know um uh oh and then we get back at home we get word uh steve gets word that ellen's grave was desecrated uh we don't know like it's not said like what exactly happened but all we know is that something has happened to grandma grandma and steve decides not to tell annie um and then so right after he learns this annie is like I'm gonna go to a movie. I'll be back later. Oh, before that, though, she notices that her Ellen's bedroom door is open. Oh, yeah. And she, um, she goes to check it out, and there's, like, a burned triangle in the center of her room. Yeah. The fuck was Grandma and up what, to? I, I'm pretty sure there was also, like, a little thing off in the corner somewhere. I don't know. Maybe not. But she closes the door and locks it. She, like, takes a key and locks it. And then says she's gonna go out to a movie. Uh, but she really goes to a, like, grief recovery therapy session um where we basically get like a really big exposition dump uh of like annie's life which has not been fun (laughs) um basically we learn that her father had was manic depressive and starved himself um and her brother hanged himself after accusing ellen of Putting people, people inside, inside of him. I mean, and he had a. It, it should be noted that the brother had schizophrenia. Um, so we can see that mental illness is hereditary. <laughs> um, is a she has a long family history of mental illness, and her mother even had a disassociative identity disorder and dementia. So fun. Um, we also learn that. Her, they were, her and her mother were estranged, and she would not let Ellen near Peter when he was born. Mm-hmm. Um, but she relented after Charlie was born, and kind of let her have Charlie, and she, um, I think regrets that decision. Uh, I mentioned before that sh- that's when she says that you know, her mom, like, sank her hooks into her, which is not, shouldn't say that about your mom's relationship to your daughter. Like, that's weird. Yeah, so it was, it's been a weird relationship. Um, And I think that's it. And she feels like, she feels blamed for a lot of things that are happening in, in her life and in her family's life. And you know, she's generally not a happy lady. Um, oh, I don't know when this happens. I forgot. But there's a... I think it's right after this. Um, Charlie sees a light in her bedroom. And she goes out and... It, it, like, flies out her window. And then she looks out the window and sees something. And then when she leaves the house, she looks across the field and sees Grandma. somebody. Grandma? Yeah. Grandma. Because she's naked. Okay, here's what I was thinking. I was thinking that it was a cult member burning Grandma's body. Remember when Grandma... Because Grandma's all black. Oh, yeah. At the end. All, like, charred. 
Yeah. I think that it's a cult member. I think the cult member, like, the cult members, like, you know, dug up grandma, and now they're burning her in the backyard. And, like, that's probably when they took her head, too. The fuck? Because the light. Yeah. They probably beheaded her right, right then. Because the light. I don't know, dude. Don't the light. The light's one of the, these, there's, like, a shimmering light that happens every once in a while in this movie, and I still can't understand, like, what that is. So, anyway... She goes out and all she sees is a fire and someone, because their back is to the camera, so it's hard to see who, who this person is, but it's a person just sitting next to the fire. And Annie comes out, um, grabs her before she can, like, go towards that this person. Um, and it should be noted, too, that, uh, that this whole time Charlie's been making these weird tongue-clicky sounds, yeah. which is a genius move by Ari Aster, I it's will say. So, anytime I hear that, I'm like, uh... That is the perfect, like, jump scare tool. Yeah. Because it's, it's not loud, it's not jarring, it's not like, bah, in your face. It's just enough to freak To you make out. you shit your pants. Yeah. Like, um, so anyway, before Charlie can investigate further, she's caught by mom. Um, and... Um... Hold on. Oh, and the, that's when, I'm sorry, that's when Peter asks if, uh, if he can go to a party. A small school barbecue, I think he says. And really, at this point, you learn Peter and Annie's relationship because Annie is just like, well, where are you going? Is there going to be alcohol? No. Like, oh, there isn't? You I'm know not, what I mean? Like, she, it's, their whole relationship is really, like, passive aggressive. It is. And then it's, she's like, oh, well, if there's no alcohol, then take your sister. She's like... You know, she's like, well, will you be drinking? And he says, and he's like, well, we're not old enough to get drinks if we wanted to. And she's like, well, that's not what I asked you. I was like, oh my fucking God. Just like be be upfront with each other. Like Jesus Christ. So basically she says, Annie says, if you take your sister to this party, you can go. So she basically forces Charlie to go. Charlie does not want to go to this party. Obviously look at her. Like she doesn't want to do anything but mess with her weird bird stuff. And like, and this kid, like she... First of all, I want to mention, no one's taking care of this girl. Her hygiene is like, what the fuck? She's been wearing she's this- She's like a little wolf. She's been wearing- She's like a feral child. Yeah. She's been wearing the same outfit this whole time. Mm-hmm. She's been- Her hair- She just looks like she's been rolling around in dirt. Um, so she's in no- Like, she has no interest in going to this party mm-hmm. and like hanging out with other kids. But, um, but Peter- takes takes her with him and goes to this party and uh it should be i don't know if you guys notice this but on on their way to the party we see this uh pole this pole like a light pole yeah and it's uh like a telephone pole and it's been marked with the same symbol that was on grandma's necklace yeah and annie's necklace so hmm <laughs> keep Weird to keep see that it. in your back pocket. Uh, so they get to this high school party, and it is a rager. Yeah, it's not just a little fucking... <laughs> no, it, it ain't no barbecue. It's like a fucking rager. And it's a nice-ass house. These it kids is. are rich as hell. Like, I mean, also, it, Annie's house is gigantic, too. And Annie, um, like... Or, not Annie, but Peter, Peter, like, sees this girl that he's into, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boner. <laughs> and he's ready, you know? He wants to... He wants to say hi to her and... And, like, 
they get a chance to hang out. He asked her if she's like, hey, do you smoke weed? He's or? like, oh, do you like smoke at all? Yeah, like just really wants to be with her and doesn't give a shit about Charlie. Not at all. Dude, this made me so sad because yeah. it, re- it made me remember when I was like, I, I tried to like blow off my younger brother when he wanted to play so bad, yeah. you know? And that was, that was how this was. Like, please don't leave me. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, Peter. And she, he's just like... Go have this fucking cake. Yeah, the, so it should be noted, too, that, like, there are a bunch of girls in the kitchen making cake and furiously cutting walnuts. Yeah. Um, chopping, I should say. And so... Which is creepy. Yeah, it's really... It's a we- really weird shot. These yeah. girls are, like, going ham on these walnuts. It's yeah. a, it's really strange. Um, Maybe that's there's the, a spell. That's my thing, though. Like, Maybe there's a it's, spell it, that's what Ari Aster does, though. Like, he, yeah. he, even people in the background that are doing, like, normal things, they're not doing them normally. No. It's, it's weird. It makes me uncomfortable, and I don't like it. So, he's like, yeah, just go get some cake. They're gonna give you cake, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. And so, he, he totally blows Charlie off, um, to go smoke with this chick. And she pulls a bullshit move. I don't know if you remember this. She's like, oh, yeah, there's a bong in the other room. And they go into the other room, and it's just a group of, of guys. And she's like, hey, guys, this guy has weed. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, what the fuck, dude? That's an asshole move. Like, she's a bitch. So they, Charlie is eating this chocolate cake. And she's always eating chocolate. What is that about? It's I want to know what that's about, weird. too. What is the chocolate? <laughs> What's the chocolate? So, chocolate. I remember when they first invented chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> I always hated it. <laughs> so, uh, she's just eating this chocolate and, um, all of a sudden we see her start to... Have trouble breathing. Yeah, she starts to choke up a little bit. And she goes into, uh, the other room to tell Peter that it feels like her throat's getting bigger. And he's like fuck. So he drops everything and... He doesn't want to call 911 because he doesn't want to blow up, you know, his friends. That's what he's thinking of. He's a little selfish teenager. Well, he's probably not thinking at all because he's high as hell. Mm -hmm. Like, he's high as fuck. He's trying to drive his little sister to the hospital while super high. She's in the back seat and he's driving. Oh, God, I don't even want to talk about this. She's just... Her throat's closing up and she, she doesn't know what to do so the... And I would do this too. You can't breathe. You're thinking, I need fresh air. She rolls down her window, yep. leans out of the window to get some fresh air. And yep. here Peter's like, come on, Charlie, sit down. And the next thing you know, there's like roadkill. Yep. It's like a, maybe a dead deer in yep. the middle of the road. Yep. And he swerves out of the way. Yep. And unfortunately, he hit, he, tr- <clears throat> he hits, he puts the car he puts, next to a pole. Yeah, he puts the car right next to the decapitates pole. Charlie. Yeah. And then slams on his brakes. Oh. And I'm telling you guys, this moment, what, it was the most realistic moment. Brava, Peter, because he, he gave such a great performance of not knowing what the fuck to... Total shock. I was what so do do? happy that you... Because this uh, this scene has gotten... It's, like, became... It's, like, become viral. So I, I just assumed that you knew about it. Mm-mm. The fact that Chelsea did not know that this scene was going to happen... Like, you guys, like, 30 seconds before, I was like... They're gonna fucking shit their pants. Every time something crazy was about to happen, you know what Sharon does? She goes like this. Or (laughs) I'm so sorry. And so anytime I hear I heard that, my I like pre-clenched. I (laughs) I've got ready, dude. Oh, it's like I uh, I like subconsciously want to warn you about it. Like we 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 keep subtitles on when we watch scary movies together for a reason because so faintly. 
Peter's like gripping the steering wheel and he goes, you okay? Yeah, he asks, are you okay? And and goes to slightly look back and does it. He goes, okay. Yep. And like, so he's, he, there's a, just a good, like, I swear to God, like three minutes of him just like sitting, not knowing what to do. And then he slowly takes his foot off the brake and just drives away. Yep. Just continues and on. leaves her head. Yep. And he drives home. And we and see it, by the way, when her, when she hits her head on that pole it oh, yeah. shows it. Yeah, and it for when I first saw it, I thought maybe it just like snapped her neck. Like I thought her head was yeah. still attached, but no. Uh, so he goes home. He li- just pulls into the driveway, opens the door, goes to goes to bed, and and you can hear Annie and Pete and uh, Steve like, oh okay, they're home, they're home. And so Peter just lays down on his bed, and all of a sudden it's daytime. It's morning, and uh, Peter is just he hasn't slept. At all. He's just been laying in bed this whole time. And, uh, Annie, you, all, you, you're, the camera is on Peter this whole time, but you just hear Annie going, you know, I'm going to, I'm going out for 20 minutes. I'll be right back. It was the most geniusly set Oh, up. yeah. And, uh, Steve is like, okay, you know, see you later. And you hear her going down the stairs and going out the front door and going into the driveway. And you're just like, <laughs> you know, you're, my butt is clenched the whole time. And you hear the car door open. And, and you, he- you hear for, her, for, like, first you hear a little, like, like a little yeah. muffled cry, and, and then, then you hear like, oh. like, and then she sees it and just fucking loses it, and then it just dude, loses it, her mind. This it pans to a scene where Annie is being held on the ground by her husband, and she's bawling her eyes out, just screaming like, "I want to die! I want to die! Oh. Like I can't do this! This is too! It hurts too much, dude!" Yep. I know, yeah, like, I cannot imagine, like, having to bury your mom and then your daughter, like, not even two weeks later, like, that would be the ultimate. I mean, I know that she was estranged with her mother, but still, like, so she, I mean, from this point on, Annie is, she, it's kind of over for her. Like, to me, that, that was, like, the death of her character, um, of, like, the, of the, the real Annie, I guess. Yeah. Like, cause it's, it's kind of like from now on, she's kind of driven mad by this mm-hmm. thought of her daughter's vengeful spirit coming after her or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she, they have a, they have a funeral for Charlie and it's so genius cause the camera just goes down into the ground with, right. you know, with the coffin. It, it's such a great shot. Um, and then later we see that. Like that scene under the bleachers when Peter Peter's smoking pot and starts to starts to choke. Yeah. And he says, "My throat's getting bigger. bigger." And like, so like, is that is when Charlie died? Okay, here's my question. My theory is that Grandma was so insistent with feeding Charlie, like breastfeeding Charlie, because that was the only way that she could get. Like, she, like, payment in there. That was, like, the only way that she could transfer, like, a thing to Charlie. Mm-hmm. So I think that Charlie's been the host for this demon the this whole time. Yeah. And can't, but can't do anything with it because it's not a male host. Mm-hmm. He, she's just waiting, like, he's just waiting inside Charlie's body for a male host to, like, make himself available. <laughs> so, um, so when Charlie died... Okay, payment didn't go into 
Peter, because that's not till later. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why his. Why does he have? Why does he all of a sudden? Like, so my theory is is that there were two initial um, readings. There was one by the grandmother and the and her friend mm-hmm. Joni. Yeah. And there was another one read by Annie. So Annie released that spirit in the same house as Peter. They were in the same room. Right. So that's what I think. I think when she But that's get... but that happens like way later. I know, but I don't think I don't think Charlie's like So like but but, but also the spirit like that's another thing. The the light that we see that could also be how it transfers because the moment that Peter, yeah, yeah, yeah. A light. No, goes yeah, away. and that, but that, and that's all fine. I just want to know why Peter is all of a sudden having anaphylactic reactions, well, like Charlie had with I, with I, the nuts. If you notice, when that happens, he starts to cry for the first time. He hasn't cried up until that moment that we can see. But why did that happen? Because when you get high, your throat, you can I, get. I, I, I honestly think that's just when he, like, had his emotional break. The, yeah, the internet <clears throat> says it's a panic attack. I think it was. Okay. I thought it was, like, the demon. No. Or like, I mean, that, I mean you, you, it's still an opinion, but I, yeah. I truly think, because at that moment, he goes, I think my throat's getting bigger, and the moment he says that, he's like, ah! Well, but it's, but it's Like weird. a child, he cries. Oh, yeah, because he says it, and that's, the, well, that's what Charlie said yeah. to him, like, right before she... Yeah. Mm, okay. All right, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, so after that, uh, Peter starts, uh, Peter, like, oh man, Peter, he, this character is like the ultimate tragic character, (laughs) like everything bad happens to him. Um, so Annie is, Annie goes to another, uh, she's like on her way to another grief support meeting and decides for whatever reason not to like, like go through a go through with it so she goes to leave and we are um introduced to joan Joan. who stops her car she's like oh are you why are you leaving you know and she's this like warm and caring and like totally nice lady who's like you know oh my son and my grandson you know i lost them four months ago they drowned um and for the first time like annie annie looks at her like you know what I'm going through? Yeah, like, she's seen, you know? So like, that connection is made, like... So, yeah, totally. And she's, like... So she's, like, you don't, you know, you don't have to come in, but, like, if you ever need anything, just give me a call. And she writes down her phone number, um, and gives it to her. And she... And she, Annie does leave, but I think that we can see that she's considering it. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, and this is, so, like, Annie has started to sleep in the treehouse, um, because that's where Charlie slept, and it's really putting a strain on her and Steve's relationship, and I think this is, okay, Steve is a very interesting character. Steve is the husband, he's a very, very supportive husband, he's, like, the rock of the family. 100% selfless. But I don't... But, like, it's, he's kind of also, he's not a full character. We don't, we never found, find out what he does. We don't know his background. Um, we don't know anything. I don't know if, I thought that maybe he was a doctor, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, the main characters of this movie are the women of this movie. Um, 
with the exception of maybe Peter. But even Peter is kind of a, he's a vessel for this, for this, like, eventual, like, demon. So Steve is um, just a really forgiving and understanding person, and he's really trying to help Annie cope however she needs to, but she never thinks of him at all. I mean, this was her, his daughter, too. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, you can kind of tell that nobody in this family is really close. No. In the sense that we are used to, I guess. No, like, I think about it, dude, and if something were to happen to me at any age, my dad literally would have a, a heart attack. He would die from a broken heart, yeah. for sure. Yeah, so, like, that you can tell that nobody in this family is really close, with the exception of, I mean... Annie loved Charlie. Yeah. Annie loved Charlie a lot. Um, but no one ever, no one ever asks Steve how he's doing. Uh-uh. And I just feel really bad. Same. You know, he, he seeks, in the middle of the night, he seeks her comfort. Yeah. He's like, he like, not in like a weird way, just in a like, you know, he puts his hand on her shoulder and, and it's just like, kind of in like a, please be there for me right now. And she just gets up and she's like, I'll she's, be right She's like, I'll be right back. And he's like, no, you're not. You're she going up to the tree house. sleeps in the tree house. house. That's so creepy. Yeah. So, and it's like, it's just so sad to see this marriage kind of fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole family fall apart, really. Uh, once Annie goes up into the attic, we cut to Peter's room, who hears a familiar <sighs> tongue-clicking sound. Yeah. He looks in the corner and he thinks he sees something, but it's just his chair and, like, the, the hoodie. Mm-hmm. And, like, fuck you, movie. Come on, you fucker. <laughs> I hate it. Um, so Annie decides that she's going to take Joan up on her offer and me- decides to meet with her at her apartment. Um, and the first thing she mentions is um, Joni's welcome... Joni's. Her name is Joan. Her, it's embroidered Joni yeah. on her welcome mat. She notices her welcome mat and, sa- and mentions that her mom, Ellen, used to make welcome mats just like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then we get a really great tea time story um, about Annie. Apparently, she used to sleepwalk. She used to have a problem sleepwalking. And one night, she woke up to, I think she says this, uh, to the smell of paint thinner. And, um, when she opened her eyes, she saw that she was standing over Charlie and Peter when they were, th- this was when they were children, mind you, when they were still sharing a room. Um, oh shit. It's okay. Don't stop it. Okay. Um, hold on. I'll, I'll just, we'll, we'll yeah, it. it's a big, it's a big open. Hey babe. I think it's right here, the charger. Oh, is the charger in here? Oh, it's here? Yeah. I think it's right here. Is that it? Oh, yes it is. You're checking on that. It is in here, thank you. Okay. Where are you, where do you go? There we go. Is it plugged in? Oh yeah, it is, okay. Thank Gucci. you. Yeah. Awesome, thank you. Cool. Okay. Okay, so, um, anyway, she, we get that Annie used to sleepwalk, and one night she woke up to the smell of paint thinner and found herself doused in paint thinner, 
as well as Peter and Charlie, uh, and she had a match in her hand. Um, cool. <laughs> and she woke herself up striking the match. Uh, so she almost did it. And I have to ask, what the fuck kind of sleepwalking is that? Yeah, seriously. There it's... is a disorder, a real disorder, where um, you act out your dreams. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so scary. There's an actor who suffers from it. He said he has to, um, like, zip himself up in a sleeping bag every night. So he doesn't have access to his hands. Oh, my God. That's so, that's so crazy, you guys. Yeah. And, like, and so we kind of get that from that incident, that's kind of what made her children turn away from her. Uh, for obvious reasons. Like, um, their relationship was never the same after that. And you, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Duh. Uh, so, also, like, even, so even before the mom passed away and even before all this crazy stuff, all this crazy cult stuff, like, Annie had issues. Yeah. Um, we never really get to know how far back that goes, if there were any other instances of her sleepwalking in a way that put her or others in danger. Um, that's the only one we get, but I have to imagine that there were more. Um, because even later, Peter wakes up to her, uh, trying to choke him. Yeah. So, it's not, and, and the look on Joan's face is just like, what the fuck? Yeah, she's like, y'all crazy bitch, but fuck so good upon top of me. Um... Annie goes home and and we see that she's been building a replica of the accident, of Charlie's accident. Uh-oh. So, that's nasty. And the fucking Steve, dude, he's making his wife dinner. He's trying to take care of this hoe. Yep. And he comes into this fucking room and she is doing that. And he's just like, what are you... He's like, what the fuck? He's like, what if Peter saw that? Yeah, he doesn't even think what? about himself, dude, again. He's just like... Fuck what I think. What about the kid? You know what I mean? Like Yeah. So, um, oh, I don't think we noticed this. I don't think we told everybody that. I'm sure you know because you've seen the movie. But we did see her head later in a, in a later shot just, like, on the side of the road covered in ants. Being eaten alive. And she even made a little model head on the, yeah. on the thing. And so she's like, she's like, what? This is a neutral view of the accident. I'm just, I'm just doing my thing, you know? And so he's like. Basically, like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, I made dinner. Don't come down. Come down. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. just do whatever you're gonna do. Um, and then this is where we get one of the best dinner scenes <laughs> of all time. It makes me so sad to think It's about. really... Heartbreaking. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. Um, they're sitting there at dinner, and it, and it only takes... So, basically, what happens is... Uh, Peter, they're all pretty much just picking at their food. Nobody's really eating anything. Um, Peter takes, like, a, a little bite and says, you know, oh, this is really good, Dad. And he says, thank you, son. And then that just sends her into her a Annie, spiral. And, yeah. Um, she basically, there is one funny part where she's like, how can you just sit there with your face on your face? <laughs> she goes, she basically blames Peter for Charlie's death and you know, thinks that he needs to, he needs to acknowledge it. He yeah. never, he never apologized or owned up to what happened. He never spoke about it after it happened. 
So Annie is expecting some kind of, you know, she needs something from him that, some kind of acknowledgement. And Peter kind of shoots back, you know, well, Charlie never wanted to go to the party. And, you know, who made her go? So it's, it, it's this horrible back and forth of, like, who killed Charlie? Yeah. And it's, and the, and Steve is just sitting there fucking taking it, like, until he's finally, like, fucking stop. Like, we're not gonna talk about this. And Annie just storms off. And it's just, you, it's, the camera just lingers on Peter and, uh, and Steve, and they're both at the dinner table just, like, Peter's crying, and Steve, like, just has his head in his hands, like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Like, this family is done. It is done, Zoe. Hey, you're done. Hey, you're done. Uh, the next day, Annie, uh, oh, I was gonna mention, this was mentioned on the, on, uh, I can't remember where I read it, but somebody mentioned that, um, there's a great shot of the mailman putting mail in their door and then a separate person putting in that thing about the seance in their door. Oh. But they didn't see it because nobody, they don't check their mail because they're just, fucking Annie doesn't give a shit about things like the mail or whatever. So when that didn't work, the next scene is Joan just so happened to be meeting Annie at the art store and talking about what? The seance that she just did and like how great it was. So Joan is like, She's on, she, like, meets, she happens to run into Annie at the, in the parking lot of this art supply store, and she is, like, raving about this event. She's so excited. She's, like, dancing around, like, I feel so much better, and she's telling uh, Annie about this, um, this seance that she, she, that she went to, and how it changed her life, and she talked to her grandson, and, um, she convinces Annie to come to her apartment to, to see it. And, and like, as soon as she agrees to, I'm just like, this is going to be fucked up. Like what's going to happen? Um, so we go to Joan's apartment and she sets up all the candles and all the lights are off and they're in the kitchen. And lo and behold, like the glass starts moving and the chalkboard starts writing on itself and like some really spooky stuff happens and it really rattles Annie. She's, like, freaking the fuck out. Yeah, she's terrified, dude. And I um, would be, too. Yeah, that dude. It's scary. It's it's really creepy. There's, at one point, um, you see, you don't see anything, but Annie reacts to something right next to her, and then we see a little, like, whew, like a little flick of her hair, mm-hmm. like a little wind. Ugh. Like somebody just, like, farted in her face. Like, <laughs> um, oh, <Uh-oh>, Steve. <laughs> um... Oh, and then, like, so Annie's like, I have to go, I have to go. And Joan's like, wait, 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 let me tell you how to do it so you can do it by yourself. <laughs> take this candle, take this script, and yeah. you got it. You got a nice homemade, homemade Charlie. seance. Yeah, homemade Charlie. <laughs> so she tells her, like, this is how you do a seance, bye. And uh, so, and of course, like, of course, Annie. Oh, and then when Annie's driving home, she hears the... Like, right next to her ear. And it's and daytime, dude, and she's driving and hears that. Dude, I, it's just like... And, and, dude, Ashley and Chelsea, like, you guys ju- you guys scream. I was like, oh! Oh! And that's what I do. When I get really scared, I, I yell like a man, dude. Oh, my God. I've um, been in the theater several times and gone, oh! Oh! 
Um, that night, um, Annie is asleep in her bed and she wakes up to um, ants on her bed. And uh, she she follows this trail of ants into uh, Peter's bedroom and sees that Peter's body is covered in ants. And they're coming out of his eyes and his mouth. Yeah. It's really gross. Um, and then she does this, like, kind of silent scream. And then we hear Peter going, Mom, what are you doing? And he's fine. He's sitting up in bed and he's asking... Annie, like, what she's doing in his room. She's and she's just standing there, like, silent. I know, screaming. wouldn't that be so scary? Ew. So she goes, <clears throat> and then the first, so he goes, Mom, what are you doing in here? And she goes, is Charlie here? <gasps> Guys, fuck this off, is you. This is my, th- this is your mom saying this to you. Is like, Charlie here? And yeah. he's like, and he's, what? No, and then he goes, why, why are you afraid of me? Yeah. It's a very dreamlike, weird conversation. He's yeah. like, why are you afraid of me? And then she just says, I never wanted to be your mother. And then grabs her mouth and covers it. Like, <gasps> oh, she says, I never wanted to be your mother. And he said, he said, why? And she says, because I was scared. And she said, I didn't feel like a mother when I had you. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then she, and then he said, why did you even have me? And she says that she said she tried to have a miscarriage. I did. I did everything I could think of. Yeah. She says, you know, everything they told me. To, told me not to do, I did. It, it, it mm, no. Again, so it's a converse, up. it's just like, why does every conversation you guys have have to, like, be like this? Like, why do you, like, you're saying this to your fucking son. And so he's, he's, he's sobbing and screaming, you never wanted me, you you tried to kill me, you tried to kill me. And, and then, I didn't mention this yesterday, because I forgot, and, uh, as they're screaming at each other, you see, like, it, goes from Annie to Peter to Annie to Peter and then all of a sudden they're wet and you're like yeah why are they wet and then Annie has a can of paint thinner in her hand yeah and a match in the other hand and and then she wakes up and that was all a dream she just wakes up in her bed guys it's so scary <laughs> it was so scary just because like Tony Collette, these faces that she does, these terrified, her face is long yeah. and like, oh, it's and, creepy. Oh, it's so creepy. Um, so she, she wakes up and she decides, I'm going to do this seance. I'm going to do it. So, so she, she like, goes in the bathroom. Yeah, she goes in the bathroom. And I don't know if you guys know this, but I totally, I, cause I had the subtitles on. It was, um, she says payment, yeah. like there at the end of the little incantation. Um, she just read it. And she, oh, we should also mention that uh, Annie has been seeing Charlie, like, she's been seeing Charlie's sketchbook being filled by, like, an invisible hand uh, with pictures of of uh, Peter with exes. But that happened, dad. that happened after they did the, the seance, the dad Peter. That oh. happened after that. Oh. Well, whatever. Um... <laughs> So she, it, apparently it works because she wakes up everybody in the house and she's like, we have to do this together. Like, you have to do this thing with me. And Steve is not for it at all. Peter is. He's like, I'll do it. <laughs> Peter's like, I'll do it. Um, but, it, like, you can, Steve, you can just tell, is having this internal struggle of, like, how much do I indulge my wife? Right. How much do I let her do this? Like... Mm-hmm. When do I say this is, I mean, I know that the word crazy is not PC anymore. Like, it's very, yeah. it's not, I mean, we it's shouldn't call, yeah, we shouldn't call people crazy. 
But, like, when do I tell my wife, I think that you are having, like, a breakdown, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you see all that in his face as Annie is pleading with him and pleading with him to, like, please take my hand and do this for me. He finally relents and, um, takes Annie's hand and this... And again, it's different from when she did it with Joan because Charlie goes into Annie. And she's... Well, the first thing that happens is the glass moves and they're yeah. all like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. And then they hear, like, something slam behind yeah. them. And then the, the the clock stops ticking. Yeah, the clock stopped ticking. <gasps> before, the, before the glass even moved, the clock stopped ticking when she asks... Charlie, are you with us? Yeah. And the clock fucking stopped ticking. Yeah, that was psychotic. That reminded me of The Exorcist. That's exactly what happened in The Exorcist. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then we see all of a sudden when they're like, okay, we just saw all this weird shit. Boom. Something goes into Annie and it's Charlie. And she and she's looking around like, why? Where's mom? Why is everyone scared? Like, yeah. mom? Peter, she's going, mom? Yeah, Peter she is starts bawling. freaking out. Uh, Steve is freaking out. Char- and, you know, well, I say Charlie. Annie is like, mom? She's screaming for mom. And finally, Steve uh, throws water in Annie's face. Mm-hmm. And um, Annie comes out of it and she, ob- she doesn't know what just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and... He's like, and Peter is just beside himself, just freaking out. Yeah. It's a really weird scene. Um, and then the next day, that's when Peter sees the light in his classroom. And he turns to where the light, the light like goes into a bookshelf and he turns to it and his reflection is looking back at him and it's, mm-hmm. it's smiling at him. Yeah. <gasps> Creepy. Uh, so Steve is getting, Steve is freaking out more for Peter now because, like, now Peter is convinced that, like, there's a demon. Yeah, that there's, like, some kind of spirit after him. Um, and he said, you know, he says, I have a son to protect and, and, you know, you are not helping in the situation. And, And then because of that, Annie just destroys her uh, her art room. Yeah. Just destroys all of her miniatures. And throughout this whole movie, we've been getting, like, we've been seeing emails and phone calls from her work saying, you know, oh, we're, you know, because she's starting a gallery. She's a miniature artist. So, like, they need her work. And she just hasn't been delivering. So she finally just destroys everything um, in one, like, just psychotic break. Um, and from here, it, uh, it doesn't get any better. Um, this is when we start seeing the sketchbook being filled with, like, pictures of Peter or Dad with his, with X's on his, on his I want to go into it, man. I'll have to watch it again because I have this theory that the, the drawings are of the father. Of Dad. But it may, it also makes sense about Peter, so I really want to go into that. Because, yeah, it's just at first, it's, the, the way that the drawings look, it looks like Steve. Uh, that, that night, Peter, that's when Peter wakes up in the middle of the night to the, to the, to the tongue clicking yeah. sound. And we yeah. see, we see Charlie just in a dark corner. Dark corner of the room. And th- they do that a lot. It happens a lot in this movie. There's not, there aren't a lot of jump scares, which I like. Yeah. But there are just, it's like the strangers, these mm-hmm. lingering shots of people just staring at you. Yeah. 
And it's so unnerving. And then her head starts to roll forward and it falls and falls towards Peter. And it, it turns out to just be like a ball, like a basketball. Um, and then Peter, I don't, I can't remember like Annie is in his room already or comes into his room and, and like wakes him up, but she's like choking him. She's, like, attacking oh, him. Oh, yeah, no. We don't see her in this part. All we right. see are hands around his neck. Yeah. And then he wakes oh, up and says, Mom, she was like, what's wrong, sweetie? And he's yeah. like, you were choking me. But you never see her choking the, him. The hands come from behind the bed. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, 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 yeah. That was creepy. Um, uh, Peter, like, accuses her of sleepwalking again and, like, trying to kill him. And Annie, like, makes him promise to not to tell uh, Steve what just happened. Mm-hmm. And she goes on to say that, like, something's happening, but I'm going to fix it. Like, I'm the only one yeah. that knows how to fix Yeah, come on. Oh, uh, it's weird. Um, and then she looks up and sees a nonsensical word scratched into uh, Peter's wall. And earlier in the movie, she sees one scratched into Charlie's wall. Mm-hmm. So there's... That's kind of weird um and she definitely thinks like okay something has to do with the book so i'm gonna go and right yeah she takes the sketchbook and decides she's gonna burn it because like you know maybe if she burns that then it'll like get that'll kill the beast yeah so she throws it into the fire but then she catches fire Mm -hmm. she's attached to like a puppeteer thing and she uh um she saves the sketchbook she brings it out of the fire and then her arm immediately uh gets extinguished yeah so now it's in isn't that crazy imagery like you can't you can't get rid of what you are right you can't get rid like your daughter came from you her spirit came from you and like you can't get rid of that you know like that is in you (laughs) Um, hereditary. <laughs> you burn with it. Um, it's Maybelline. So Annie goes back to Jones for help. She wants, she's like, I have to talk to her about what happened. Like, now this malevolent spirit is in my house. Um, but Joan is not there. Um, we get a, pe- the audience gets a peek into her apartment and there is some crazy shit going on. Yeah. Um, there's a workspace that looks just like Charlie's weird uh, workspace with all the feathers and the bones and the trinkets and the whatever. Uh, there are a bunch of Charlie's toys in there and pictures of Peter with his eyes scratched uh, out, burned out. Yeah. Um, and then this and is it's all part. in like a it's all in like a very in like a pentagram or yeah, like where some kind of ritual had y- taken place. Yeah. Um. Uh, Annie goes home and does a little bit of research and she she finally does dig into mom's uh mom's old things and sees a book on spirituality which talks about the demon lord payman who is a like demon of mischief and apparently whoever summons him is awarded with like riches and um is kind of you know will inherit like wealth or whatever and then she finds, oh, and then we also learn that the host for Payman, uh, when he is conjured, like, has to be a male. And then, uh, we find Ellen's, uh, photo albums, which prove to be very interesting, because we find that not only does Joan know Ellen, but they're, like, 
best cult friends. Cult hoes. They are cult scissor sisters. <laughs> like, they are in a relationship. Like, you look at those pictures and tell me that's not girlfriend and girlfriend. Like, come on. Yeah, dude. So they were really close, and there are these weird pictures of them at these weird gatherings, and with, you know, with grandma in this weird white dress being showered with gold flakes, and, um, so Annie is immediately like, we're in trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, she wanted me to, to, you know, she wanted me to bring this on my family. She wanted this to happen. Um, and then she, oh, that's the, she also learns that the symbol on her necklace and on her mom's necklace is the symbol for payment. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is a really cool symbol, by the way. I think it's really, uh, I think it's really cool. And I want a necklace like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, she, Annie gets home and, um, there's, throughout the movie, People have complained about a smell in the house. Yeah. So Annie uh, finally, like, goes to investigate and finds that it's probably coming from the attic. So she decides to head up there, and a bunch of flies come out. Like a a heaping amount. Yep, like a plague of flies. And um, now she has flies all up in that house. Which is very Amityville horror, dude. It is. Oh my gosh. So she goes up and finds grandma grandma's Chillin'. body and it's black which makes me think that she was the one who's being burned mm-hmm. in the backyard yeah maybe i don't know guys i don't i still don't know but grandma's body is there but her head's not there um i think there's a big thing about heads in this movie and being headless if you notice and there's a in that book of spirituality there's a picture of payment carrying three heads mm-hmm. so it's like it's part of the ritual maybe. yeah so yeah, that's what I think. I think it's part of the ritual. So Three Annie, female heads. Annie freaks out, and she leaves. All the while, uh, Joan is at Peter's school. Yeah. Uh, across the street, and he's she is yelling at him from the from the courtyard, like Peter, I evict you. I release you. I expel you. <laughs> like. You're grounded. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Go away. Get, she literally yells at him, get out. <laughs> I was like, oh, you shit. He's kind of looking around like, the fuck what? is this bitch yelling at um, anymore? So he kind of, but but also there's under there's kind of a little bit of, there's something going on there. He's like in a daze. And uh, I wanted to add to that. Oh, yeah. The daze itself. I, I thought that uh, the... What's his name? Oster. Who did? Who did? Who made this movie? Ari Aster. Ari Aster. This was genius because it was a very realistic moment. When if anybody's ever lost somebody, you go into this like trance of cry. You know, you've cried too much. Yeah. You don't want to eat anything. You don't give a fuck, but you have to get back to reality. Yeah. And it's just this like white note, like a hum, and you can't. You can barely hear everyone around you. But your body is there. Yeah. Like, your body is there, but, like, you're not there, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of like moment, that. Was this the moment where he hears in yeah. class? Yeah. And he, and, and, like, so this is the moment where he raises his hand all fucked up. And he, he it looks like he's having a stroke. Yeah. His eyes, he, like, bulging out of his head. He see so, like, after Joan is yelling at him, he kind of wanders in a daze back to, back to uh, his class. And then in the hallway, you see the light leading up to his classroom. Mm-hmm. And then he goes in his classroom, he sits down... And he raises his hand, and it's, it's like, tense and weird-looking, and his face droops, and his, I swear to God, his eyeball's gonna pop out of his head. Yeah. 
And then he just slams his head into the desk. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, and everybody's in his classroom. This is not an empty classroom. No. This is full of people. Everyone's watching watching him. him. Yeah. It happens twice. He does it once and then everybody is like, what the fuck? And then he does it again and he falls out of his chair and just like, he falls out of his trance and like starts bawling his eyes out like a little kid, dude. Yeah. He's like, I know. He's like a little boy. He's so believable. He has no idea what's going on. Um... And, and then he, his dad gets called. Yeah, so Steve... And this is when we see Steve writing an email to a doctor. Basically, he, he's it's like the beginnings of an email saying, like, I think my wife is having a psychotic break. Yeah. Um, and then he gets this call from the school, and he picks up Peter and takes him home. And, and uh, when he gets there, Annie is out in the front yard with Grandma's scrapbook. Yeah. And she's like you know, freaking out, I gotta tell you something, and then she sees Peter, and she's like, oh my god, who did that? Who did that? And he's like, he did it to himself, apparently. Like, this is what you have done to our son. Yep. Like, so he does not let her say a word. He's like, grab his feet, grab his legs now. Help help me up, help me get him up to his room. Like, he has had enough. Yeah. Um, they take Peter up to bed, and Annie's like, I need you to, I found something in the attic you need to go look at it and then she tells him like yeah. i think it's a body i don't know if it's grandma yeah yeah she's like i don't know if it's charlie i don't know if it's grandma like she meant she says there's a body up there and i and at first i don't think that steve believes her at all but but at the same time dude when she said this again she was so heartless right like th- i mean this is the thing with Okay, I am not an expert on mental illness or schizophrenia. Like, take what I say with a grain of salt. Disassociative. Yeah. That's what I think. Disorder. Um, That's what she's being plagued with. So she... The thing with those people is that that is their reality. Mm -hmm. Annie's reality is that a spirit is after her Mm -hmm. and and it's going to kill her if she doesn't do A, B, and C. Yeah. And that is not Steve's reality. Well, watch your hand. It was right over the flame. <laughs> um, Got your back. So, Steve, again, has this tug of war with himself. Do I let myself just play along with this? Or will that, or is that not good for her? Like, what is the best thing I can do for her right now? Because if you question someone's reality, that's a, that's a huge that's really bad thing. Happen. Yeah. So he goes and checks it out. Yeah, he go he goes into the attic and and they're you know you, and you, you hear, hear him screaming. screaming. Yeah, oh, uh, so there definitely is a body up there. Um, and then he immediately is like, "It was you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was you that dug up your mother's grave." Like and she's I, just like totally disregards it. She's like, "No, no, here's the thing. Here's the, the there's this book. Right, and right. Charlie keeps right drawing pictures in it. And the only way to stop this is for you to burn it because I tried to burn it. Yeah, and it sent me. In. And she's literally telling him all of this, and he's just looking at her like." My wife has snapped. She, I mean, she never explained who Joan was to him. No. Because she was lying about going to therapy. Yep. So he or, has no so, idea. Yeah, he has no idea who Joan is. She has no, he has no idea what these pictures that she is showing him even mean. Um, so he is like, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. I'm not going to put this sketchbook in the fire because it's a sketchbook. Yep. Like, I can't keep doing this with you like you need help yeah and so she 
takes the well, book. Well, well, fir- first she asks him to please put the sketchbook in the fire, and she's basically saying a goodbye to him because she knows that she's gonna be set on fire when he puts the scrapbook or the sketchbook in the fire. So she's like, "You're the love of my life. I've always loved you. Like, I love you and Peter and Charlie. Like, you." Got- and it's just like heart. Oh my god, Tony Collette, you fucking should have won an Oscar. I'm still mad about it. Um, so she says her goodbyes and she gives a sketchbook to Steve. I don't, I don't think she knew that it, I think she, what she thought is if he burns it, she won't be set on fire. Oh, yeah, like if, if she's not the one doing it. Yeah, I think she was saying all that because she's like, please believe me. Yeah, yeah. I'll say anything. Right. And I think she meant it. Yeah. I, I think she was just like, please, I'll oh, do that whole. It was so. She did such a great job delivering how fucking desperate yeah she's desperate for it so steve is like no so so she takes the sketchbook and throws it in the fire fully knowing that she will be set on fire and fucking steve goes up in flames and she just watches it happen so it's mentioned in the book of spiritual the book on spiritualism that she was reading that payman can only enter the most emotionally vulnerable like, when he can only enter them when they're at the most vulnerable yeah. emotionally. So, as soon as Steve dies, uh, Annie's face goes from horror to complete calm. Yeah. Because payment is in her now. And she does such a good job. She's, like, one moment, she's, like, bawling her eyes out. The next minute, she is nothing. Nothing. Blank-faced. And, and we, we know that, that I, I mean, that payment at that moment went inside of her. And now, right. and P- guys, now payment is inside of Annie. And, and guess who else is in the house? There's no one to protect Peter. Dude. No one to protect Peter. So now it's just Peter and Annie. Guys, this is the last 10 minutes of this movie. And it is literally the scariest 10 to 15 minutes I've ever experienced. Welcome to the Peter and Annie showdown. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Welcome to Christ. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> um, so uh, we cut to nighttime. Or, like, early evening, I would say. And Peter wakes up in bed. And every light in the house is off. It's completely dark. Um, he sits up in bed and... Looks out the window. He looks out the window and there's that... There's the red light coming from the treehouse, which are the, the heat Peters, lamps. Yeah. Um, and then we see... Uh, in the corner behind him. Yeah, in the, as he's looking up, out the window. Up on the ceiling, though... It's it's Annie. It's <gasps> mommy. He just she just spider manned herself up on the ceiling and it literally like a spider just like watching she's, him. Yes. She's <gasps> just watching it and she is still she's like not even breathing and you can't even really see her right off the bat. It takes a minute. But again, once you see and it stays there for a long time. You just scene? have you just have to see Peter Looking around like, what's this up? This whole and, scene is silent. Oh yeah, hear anything. This uh, the a lot of the a lot of the last like fifteen minutes is mostly quiet, except for the horrible pounding that we'll get to. Ah. Yeah. So, ah. Um, ah. so ah. Peter, just as he's about to look behind him where mom is, she like scuttles out, yeah, she like, like across the ceiling ah. and out out of his door. Oh my 
my god. And you don't hear anything. And it's completely silent. Yeah. Uh, it's so... It's, I can't even think about it. Do these people never turn fucking lights on? No, no one ever does. There's no lights on. Um, so Peter kind of wanders out, not turning any goddamn lights on. Like a dumb fuck? And he gets to the living room where he finds Dad's charred remains. And he's like, Dad? He can... Yeah. Hi, Dad? Yeah. Dad? He, all he can, uh, he can only know, he only knows that it's dad because of the wedding ring, I think. Because he looks down and, and sees the wedding ring. And then, again, there's mom right behind on the ceiling corner just watching you. Just posted the fuck up, dude. Uh, he, t- and then he turns around and sees a naked man, a silhouette of a naked man. It's like the closet. Yeah. Like and, the coat closet. And all you can see are his teeth and his eyes. And his teats. <laughs> his fucking he is shaft. naked. Yeah, you can see his penis. I he's never like, saw, dude, because I was looking dude, at his smile the whole time. Oh my god, it's so creepy. <laughs> so while he's distracted with that, <laughs> mom... <laughs> shaft. That's what I said. No, but the song? Yeah. Shaft. Yeah, I don't know the rest of it. Me oh. neither! <laughs> High five. So, uh, so as he's distracted with the, with the naked dude, uh, Annie comes up behind him and attacks him. And he is able to run away and runs right up the stairs and to the attic. And she is on his fucking tail. Dude, she is right on his ass. And uh, But he's able to run up the attic and we're like, no, not Get in the, the attic. attic. Get in, close not the door. The close the door. Yeah. He closes the door and we just hear this like, boom, 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 boom. And you think it's just her, you know, pounding her fucking hand on the door as but hard then, as she can. But then you're like, wait, this is the attic. This is too high up for her to just like be pounding, be on-, pounding on it. And it pans down to her, dude, and it's just her banging her fucking head okay. as hard and she's, fast as she can. She's on all fours <clears throat> up on the ceiling and she's banging her head on. Dude, it's so. I can't watch that, the whole thing. I, can't. I have not been so afraid since The Exorcist. And I'm just going to bring it up again. When my dad holds my head and yep. makes, forces me to watch her yep. running backwards down the stairs, that was this. Yep. I was one. If I ever have kids, I'm not going to use The Exorcist. I'm going to use this movie. Yeah, right, Terry. Just watch it. It'll be good. You'll be fine. You want to nightmares for three months later. So, uh, yeah. and then, what, but what's even scarier is when it just stops. Stops out of nowhere. It just stops. It just stops. And so he wanders around the attic and there's a bunch of candles On lit and a bunch of, yeah. Um, but okay, guess what? Grandma's not there. Grandma's, Grandma's not body there. is gone. And he, but he, he notices that the candles are in an outline of a body. Right, and he and he sees a, his school picture in yeah. the center in this, with with, with the eyes burned out. I learned actually the other day that um, there was an alternate ending that they changed last minute. So that burned eye thing was supposed to pay off in some way, really? but never. But they changed the ending. So that kind of they're just, probably gonna gouge his eyes out. But they test they, whatever ending it was. They tested it on audiences and they said it was too gruesome. But everything else up to that point was totally fine. Yeah. Like the mom sawing her head off, which yeah. happens just right after this. Like Dude, that, and, and that's the thing is he he gets scared and looks behind him, and looks up. Well, and no, no, no. First we hear, oh, we just hear yeah. this like you hear like, yeah. You just hear this like wet, nasty sound, and he looks up, and mom is levitating. levitating. And she's got a piano wire, and, and she's, she's going like, back to front. Yep, she's with a wire. She's cutting her head, her head off, off dude. Yeah. And that's why I was saying, she never go back to front. And she is staring right at Peter. She's like, oh yeah, she's like, looking you at this to me. Yeah, and the music's like, Brr! like yes. it's so scary, dude. And oh then she starts God. to go faster. Yeah. <laughs> 
her head plops on the ground, and he looks up and he sees, well, like... First, he looks over and sees the cultist, the naked cultist, and then he jumps. He, like, runs out and jumps out of the window, which, duh, I would do. Yeah. And I think he dies. Yeah. Or he's, like, close to death. Something. So he jumps out, lands, fucking belly flops on the floor, and then we hear the the sawing, and then nothing, and then just, like, yeah, and then the head. (laughs) And then we see a shadow going out of the window. out of the window. It's mom's body, uh, as we find out. And then we see a light fall into, into Peter. Peter's butthole. And then Peter, basically, and then Peter wakes up. Uh-huh. But he stands up and goes, is it uh, Charlie? I think so. It has to be, Is dude. the tongue clicking a payment thing? Like, what the fuck? Mom didn't do it when yeah. she was possessed. So, anyway, he gets up, He all he does is click, and then we look over and see Mom's body, headless body, levitating into the treehouse. It's the scariest. There's no soundtrack. There's no noise. It's just Mom levitating into the treehouse. And, like, in a daze, Peter follows and goes up to this treehouse, and we see this whole shrine set up. Dude, and the sound, when he sees the shrine, it's like... on tiktok all the time and oh i never my. knew what that was from, it's from hereditary. i fucking never knew so there there are a bunch of naked cultists like bowing to this shrine of peter which is actually uh i didn't notice this before but it was um charlie's head with the crown that's right uh and then there's the headless bodies of grandma and mom and they're bowed in like down. A, yeah bowed down in like a fetal position and we see joan naked joan and joan takes the crown from charlie's head and puts it on Peter's head and says, like, you are payment. Which, by the way, what was that crown made out of? Was it, like, skin? I'm not I kidding. I don't know, It actually. is the weirdest crown. It's not made out of plastic. It's not made out of fucking metal. It's, like, this, this skin crown. Or leather. Yeah, I guess I didn't... It's really weird to look at. It's a very weird pattern. Yeah, so basically she says, you are, you know, the eighth king of hell. You are payment you know, we are here to, like, do your bidding or whatever. Hail payment. Yeah. And then we see... Hail payment. Uh, and then we, at the very end, we see a miniature, like, a dollhouse of this exact setup of, like, the ritual and the headless bodies, and, but they're just miniatures. Oh. And then he's like, hail payment, hail payment, and then it cuts to black, and that's it! That's hereditary, guys. <sighs> Fucking hail payment. Dude. It's... Okay, guys, if you listened to this because you're, you haven't seen the movie, but you're curious about it, you want to know, because sometimes I do that with scary movies, like, I want to know all about it before I see it so I don't get scared, like, (laughs) if you're worried about seeing it, maybe don't see it. I say if you're worried about seeing it, watch it and and live in fear for the rest of your life, like me. (laughs) Like me. (laughs) It really is, like, not for the faint of heart. It's not. For sure. If you love puppies and kitties and rainbows and you're afraid of everything and... Oh, and also we didn't mention that a dog dies. Yeah. The family dog dies. For, like, no reason. That dog should not have been in that movie. I I think that... I feel like they, like, forgot about him. And, like... They forgot to feed him. And then at the end they were like, oh, shit, we have a... The family has a dog. Yeah, we'll, we'll just dog. kill him. Like, forgot to pay the dog. Pay the dog. <laughs> Feed the dog. Uh, so yeah, this movie is not for the faint of heart. I I do not. <gasps> did we? What? Yeah, we did. We talked about the bird head. Yeah. I was gonna say there was also a bird head. Yeah. Um. I Bad. don't really feel the need to watch this movie 
again for a long time. Um, I'm gonna, you know, when I have my first date, I'm gonna be like, do you want to watch Hereditary? And if he says no, I know he's wrong for me. <laughs> I do want to see Midsummer again because I haven't seen we it have since to. it came out. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I mean, obviously five out of three stars, like just all, all of the stars go to this movie. It's incredible. It's amazing. Show stopping. Never the same. <laughs> Perfect. Wonderful. And, I, and I'm so glad. I'm like so happy that I got to, to like watch you watch it for the first time. Like, mm. it's so good. It definitely surpassed my ex- expectations. I was sitting there and I'm like, just another teen movie, like... Nope, no. it is not, you guys. It's it's really messed up. Somebody, um, somebody told me one time, they were like, The Witch is the scariest movie you'll ever see in your entire life. And I'm not going to name any names, but good sir, you are fucking really wrong. I, I did think that The Witch was really scary, but I definitely thought that uh, Hereditary was way scarier. Hereditary was leaps and bounds scarier. Yeah. And, and you, there's no comparison. Yeah. Um, it, it hits a lot of, hard. yeah, it hits hard. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it fucks you in the ass. Dude. And, I, and it's nighttime right now and I'm starving and I'm just like, I better find somewhere that's safe looking for me to get some fast food. Cause I'm not getting out of my car <laughs> or Chiba hut. Um, <laughs> Holy shit, guys. This is our last episode of season three. This is it. Um, if you... So we're coming back on February 17th. Um, so until then, tell your friends about us. Leave tell us your, a review. Leave us a review. If you haven't done it yet, mm-hmm. if you've been sleeping on that, do it. Because yes. we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, that's, that's how we reach our audience. Absolutely. Um, if you want to talk to us on Instagram, we are always on there. We are very active on, not so much on Facebook. We've been slacking on Facebook, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, but Instagram and the Slasher app are like where you can up? find us. Um, you can find me, Sheridan, at your Goliath Pal. Um, on Instagram, if you haven't heard or haven't seen the announcement... I will be streaming on Twitch starting on February 5th uh, with the Crit Chicks. That's my Dungeons and Dragons group because I'm a big nerd. So catch me on there starting. It's like every Wednesday from 7 to 10 starting February 5th. So where can they find you? Um, well, if you want to, if you want to uh, befriend us on Instagram or Slasher, it's Flick Chicks Official. Yeah. Um, so you can find us under that. Um, my name is Chelsea, and you can find me on Instagram at lunar underscore waifu. Yes. Um, uh, I don't do much right now. Um, I am doing art. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Message but, her about it. But yeah, it's um, it's a slow process for everything in my life, so just letting you know that. Yeah. Um, we hope that you guys have a good next couple weeks. We will still be, again, very active on social media, so do not hesitate to message us um and we'll see y'all in a couple weeks yeah yeah thanks for listening (laughs) this has been another episode of flick Flick checks checks.